Week zero, boys. It's happened. I didn't get to watch literally any of it because I was hiking. But I was going to watch the USC game, but they put it on freaking Pac-12 network. So did you guys did you guys watch Notre Dame beat down Navy in their home country? Did you watch any week zero? So I was actually out on the golf course. And in my golf cart, I had that game pulled up. And my father-in-law was trying to avoid watching it because he was going to watch it at home. He had it recording. He's one of those stay, you know, stay in the dark, don't find out what happens kind of guys. Uh, But it got very boring very quick with how Navy was getting absolutely beat down. But at the same time, I had some piece of enjoyment from it, knowing that Ohio State has to play at Notre Dame week three. So, bro, yeah, that would make me nervous watching that one. Not that Navy is any team that like. No, it was more so just the accuracy of the passes for Notre Dame and how on time and on rhythm they seemed in their offense. Their run game was really good. Their passing game was really, really good. Um, if they didn't have such a hard schedule, I would put Notre Dame as a playoff contender, but their schedule is so hard. If they beat Ohio State in week three, they are immediately in my top four. Corey, how do you feel about your USC pick making the playoff? They, uh, I mean, they put up, 56 points but they allowed 28 and san jose state had over seven yards of carry that they're real quick before Corey talks i'm so sorry and i want Corey to go on about this their defense is i i only watched the highlights but their defense is horrendous you better be able to score a ton of points that's 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 basically it but that's what the Pac twelve that's what Pac twelve football is gonna be, right? Just scoring points at will. Or at least for USC, they better hope it is. There might be a team or two with a defensive presence. Like Oregon might have some dudes on the defensive line that can that can play for a little bit. Someone's gonna have to play defense at some point. It's just a matter of who. This is still week one, working out the kinks. We're there's 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 a lot. They haven't lost yet. We're just going to operate on this uh, on this pick. So I'm not I'm not concerned quite yet. But what I am, what I do want to talk about, week zero, like week zero sounds like a good idea. But then you actually watch the games and like, oh, that's why that this is in week zero. I watched a part of the Vanderbilt Hawaii game. Oh 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 man, that might have been the worst football I've ever seen in my entire life, and not even in like a sicko's way. I think there was a like there was a, a a series where Vanderbilt was like on their like 15 or something like that and they just like false start offsides uh false start uh check down gets gets tackled behind it was it was it was putrid putrid football I couldn't even enjoy it and I'm the sicko here you are so that's saying something well, that's it for week zero, and now we get to the real stuff. Week one, baby. And just so you know, 
If you love Big Ten football, then you came to the right place. Welcome to Big Banter, everybody. If you are new here, hit that subscribe, hit that follow button wherever you're listening, because you're want to be you're going to want to be clued into what we're talking about throughout the entire college football season. We got the best Big Ten content out there, so do not leave without following and subscribing. You can catch us on Instagram and Threads at Big Banter B One G Banter, and then listen. You all spoke. We listened. You want us to be on Twitter again. So we'll be on Twitter again. Find us on Twitter at Big Banter Pod. B1G Banter Pod. Corey, say something nice to the people. Even though we can't see your lovely and beautiful faces, you're all lovely and beautiful. Except if you aren't, then we can't really do anything about that. But we thank you so much for uh, listening in. And I was just telling some people, it's like, man, like this the podcast has taken off a little bit. We've got listeners in different parts of the country, not even just big 10 country, like other parts of the country that are, you know, that are listening in. So we cannot stress this enough. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, It's uh, an incredible feeling to know that there's a bunch of sickos out there that are listening to a bunch of these sickos over here uh, and talk about big 10 football. So that's, that's really awesome. Thank you guys so much. One thing to the listeners though, I was a little disappointed today. We put up our CFP predictions post, and all three of us have Michigan winning the national championship. It, w- it was a perfect target for them to come in and roast the crap out of us for being homers and biased and Michigan slappies and blah, blah, blah. They missed their opportunity. Hans was the only one that came in and wanted to say anything about it. It's because we know ball. That's why no one's saying anything, because they know we're right. That's why. No one ever wants to say, I agree with you. They want to come down and say, you know, oh, you guys are the worst. Where's so-and-so on this trash list? It's not a trash list because it's going to happen. Shout out Hans uh, for coming in and, you know, giving us a little bit of backlash on that. I, when I picked Michigan, I for sure thought that there was only I thought only Alex was the only other candidate to pick Michigan. I thought for sure we were at least getting one other, if not two other picks. Corey picking Michigan really threw me off. I'm not going to lie. Like, he's so pessimistic. He's so slanted toward Michigan when it comes to a lot of things, but he's so pessimistic when it comes to their success. So I was really surprised by that. Listen. I've just been hurt. It's a way for me to cope. I've told you guys this every single time, but I, I'm at the point where if it doesn't happen now, I don't know when the next, when the next time it will. If you're hurt, Corey, let's just say this season might be some real good rehab, real good rehab. The chips are on all in the middle of the table, baby. Let's go. So, Hey, if you want to go roast us, feel free. I, I I said it on Instagram earlier. Best roast gets mentioned on the pod. We'll shout you out for making fun of us. That's how much we love you. Maryland came out with some spicy blackout script Terps uniforms. They're spicy, boys. At least I think they are. What do you say, Ethan? Hot or not? I literally just pulled these up. Um right before the show and man I, i'm just i'm just a sucker for black unis 
I really think that that's what it is. And with it being black and yellow, like having those like two accent colors, I, I'm I'm gonna say hot. I think these jerseys are real nice. I like them. I, I mean, we got more important stuff to get to, but these jerseys are nice. I'll say they're I, I'll say they're hot. I like it. As the resident jersey expert on the pod, um, my opinion matters the most. So I'll just, you know, I like I like your thoughts, Ethan, but like let's get to like, you know, the actual person that knows what they're talking about here. Um, these are awesome. These are incredible. Like I think the best part about it is like that if you ever see like a team do like a pattern on a jersey like in the numbers, like it's either like absolutely disgusting and horrible and ruins everything or it's so cool it's like a half like mesh pattern right in the center of the numbers and i think that is a super nice touch with these it's it's a little simple while still being like a little edgy with that uniform pattern but like all those things together like so cool if 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 maryland wears these they're gonna win every game just wear them every game Yep, I'll put these above the Purdue throwbacks that they just came out with. If we're going jersey v jersey, there's it's hard no, to mess up. There's no comparison. There's no comparison. Purdue's a good jersey, but I think these are better. Yeah, I'm glad we're all in agreement there. Uh, hard to screw up black on black on black. It always looks it always looks clean, especially with those accent colors, the red and yellow stripes that they got on there. It's the perfect amount of classic, perfect amount of edgy. I love it. So let's get into what really matters, boys. Big Ten football is being played this week for the first time this year. Injected into my veins. I'm ready. I've been waiting, and finally it's here. I've been waking up in cold sweats just dreaming about Iowa punting the football. Three three yards in a cloud of dust, baby. I've been wanting it. And it's finally here. This is our week one preview episode, and we got a Thursday night special. The first game of Big Ten football season, Nebraska at Minnesota Thursday night. You know the drill if you were here last year. We are picking the games with the spreads. Okay, I'm getting these spreads from FanDuel, and hopefully Corey's picks turned out better than they did last year. Ethan trounced us. He was the only one that came in over 500, but we're still getting used to this whole thing. We're getting used to it. So if you want to, if you want to win some money, listen to the three of us. Okay. So Nebraska visiting Minnesota, Matt rules debut, Ethan Kilimanjaro, Kilbasa, Cali Manis, his debut at starting quarterback for the Minnesota golden Gophers. Minnesota is minus seven at home. Let's get to the picks. Minus seven. Ethan, who do you got? I don't love the fact that they have to cover a full touchdown. Um, but I, I, I really, really do not trust Nebraska here. And I think you are getting a little bit of value added to Minnesota because Vegas is not depending on a ton of people taking Minnesota here. They're depending on a lot of the public money coming in on Nebraska, new head coach, new system. Nebraska draws a lot of bets. They have a large fan base. I'm going to take Minnesota here, minus the seven points. I'm going to punt the touchdown. I think they get it done. I think they cover the seven. 
Uh, can, is it too early to do my first push of the season? I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. Bring out the coin. <laughs> Bring out the coin. No, the coin will be like a last-ditch effort at like season's like halfway point. And it's like if I'm so far behind, it's just like, well, here goes nothing. We're going to make up some ground. Um, when Corey's 17 and 49, here comes the coin. Listen, it's a new year. Throw out, throw out the record books. Like we're we're starting fresh, fresh slate. Um, I I think you just have to go with experience here. Um, I I think there's some pressure on PJ Fleck, uh, to perform well and as early as possible. Um, and plus you have the benefit of playing a home game here, uh, with a more experienced quarterback, at least with this system. I I we've been fans of Kilimanjaro since we figured out his name is not actually Kilimanjaro. Um, and it's something else, but I, in the limited playing time that he got last year, uh, kind of balled out. Um, and you would only expect that to get a little bit better. Uh, and I think, uh, PJ Fleck is going to have these guys ready to go. Not saying that Matt rule won't, uh, but I think the experience here will show, uh, uh, in this game, I think because I can't take the push Minnesota covers. Yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I agree. Too much experience on Minnesota's. And even though there are new starters at some key positions, they have really experienced weapons. And like you said, they got a quarterback who's been in the system, right? They Nebraska lost Casey Thompson. They're bringing in Jeff Sims, who's super athletic. He's He's got all the talent in the world, but he's getting used to a new system. They're replacing Trey Palmer at wide receiver takes a while to rebuild a program from what Nebraska has been. And you got to go on the road in week one. Give me Minnesota to cover the seven points here. We also have a Friday night special. We're going to get Big Ten football Friday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Teaser. Friday night, we have Central Michigan visiting Michigan State. A nice little in-state battle. Mel Tucker starts out as a 14 and a half point home favorite. Corey, marinate, think. What's your pick? I do hate Michigan State. I'm kidding. That's not my reasoning. Uh, I actually, I'm just going to talk about this game. I like what Michigan State's been doing. Haven't they opened up the season on Friday, like the past like two or three years? something like that. That's been really cool like to watch just as like an early like early season game and get the excitement going. Um but if I can remember correctly, I think they've only performed well in like one of those 3. I don't want to use history for every for these picks, but man, Michigan State lost a lot of talent, Peyton Thorn going and transferring they've got this quarterback battle that seemingly hasn't solved itself i don't want to say central is going to cover um i can't do it i'll 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 give michigan state the benefit of the doubt i think they cover i think they'll fool around and stick it close but stick close with them for the majority of the game um but then i think they'll pull pull through they'll cover I'm struggling with this one because I really don't know much about Central, but you're going on the road. Friday night is just a weird night, right? And like you said, Michigan State's replacing a lot 
at receiver and quarterback, and I'm assuming both quarterbacks are probably going to play. That actually hasn't been said or anything, but Mel Tucker also hasn't revealed who a starter is between Hauser and, and Kim. So you really don't know who's going to go out there and take the first snap. Um, I think Michigan State might lean on the run game. They still have Jalen Berger, who was a Wisconsin transfer from last year, who showed some flashes. And then they got Carter from UConn, who was a pretty good playmaker at you know UConn of all places, but still he could run the ball. Think they'll rely on the run game. Uh, you know what? Give me central. Give me central. I don't know why, but give me central plus 14 and a half. Noah Kim starts the game. Michigan State gets ahead early. Michigan State pulls away late. I think this is going to be a statement game by Mel Tucker. I think this is going to be one of those games where he does not take the foot off the gas pedal. He needs to start winning games, and he needs to start covering spreads. This is one of those games. They win by 20-plus. Give me Michigan State, and they easily cover the points. Yeah, Ethan, you're big on Mel Tucker this year. You think they're getting back to to a bowl game? I do, and I also think that in a situation like this, it's just one of those times where it's like you have so much time to game plan for this game specifically. Noah Kim is going to be put in a lot of really, really, really good situations. And I just think there's no possible way that their secondary can be worse than it has been the last couple of years. They improve in that aspect. I think Michigan State gets this done in a big way. This would be one of my top bets of the weekend is to take Michigan State minus the 14. All right, let's get to the Saturday slate. First game on Saturday. Well, shouldn't say first game, but it's one of the noon starts. Eastern Carolina going at Michigan. The spread is big. The spread's going to be big for Michigan over these first few weeks. Minus 35 and a half. It's a big number, but we expect a lot out of Michigan. So, Ethan, minus 35 and a half. Are you taking Michigan to cover? There's a lot of turmoil going on as far as the coaching staff right now. Uh, We just saw Moore get suspended for the first game of the year. Michigan without coaches, we saw how that can kind of affect them in the Indiana game last year. I think they kind of scuffle and just kind of move their way through this game. I would not be surprised at all to see them win by 20-something points here. I think this is a cover for East Carolina, and I do not think that Michigan covers that big of a spread in the opener. I I mean, it's certainly possible. I, I really wouldn't touch this because of how big the number is, but I am going to go ahead and take East Carolina to cover this point spread. I think that's going to be like the most interesting part about these first uh, three non-conference games for Michigan, given that where the coaching staff is uh, where it's at, because you're going to have these massive spreads. You've got all this talent in the world and you've got these teams that just simply don't match up. Um, But that is a fair point, man. My spread, and then ESPN has it at uh, minus 36 even uh, for Michigan. Um, I think the Indiana game might be a little bit unfair comparison just because Mike Hart had like a traumatic event happen to him on the sideline. So I think that was like a visibly like, I mean, these guys were shaken up like, oh, our coach almost died in front of our eyes. So that's kind of crazy. Um, That's a big, 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 big spread. Um, I don't know. 
I want to I want to do the coin on this, but give me Michigan. What the heck? I'm on I'm on I'm on high with with my boys. I'm spreading some positivity, fellas. Corey, I don't know how you're going to feel about this because you're on an island. I'm going to go East Carolina. I feel like if one of these first three teams, one of these first three opponents for Michigan is going to give them any sort of pushback, that it's probably going to be East Carolina. So 35 and a half is too big a number. I don't worry so much about the coach turmoil and stuff, but it is something to think about. But I, I just think ECU's the best of these first three teams. First game, you know, coming out the gates, give me ECU to cover the big number 35 and a half. All right, next one up, Utah State at Iowa. Cade McNamara making his debut at starting quarterback for the Iowa Hawkeyes. We are officially on 25 points per game watch. This is where it starts, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Ferentz needs 25 points per game to keep his job and probably keep Kirk Ferentz's job, too, for being honest. And this is where it all starts. Utah State is coming to town 25 and a half. I am going to take Utah State here. It's hard for me to see Iowa, even with the added talent of Cade McNamara and Eric All, and they got a wide receiver transfer from Ohio State, even with the added talent, it's hard for me to see them undergoing that much of an offensive transformation that they can go from what they were last year to blowing out teams by more than 25. So I don't think this will be a close game, but I think they would be very, very comfortable with a 21-point win. And I think it'll be somewhere around there, 20, 21 points. So give me Utah State plus 25 and a half. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting game. Um, looking a little bit at Utah State's roster, uh, senior quarterback, senior leadership, he's been there for a minute. Um, and the I'm just going off of last year, and again, I'm I'm going back on my on my just throw away the record books thing. Uh, but what it was South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, right? I think this is a little bit of a tougher opponent, and even with that, Iowa, like Iowa's defense wasn't the problem, but still the Jackrabbits were hanging in there. I think Utah State's offense will be a little bit better and show some heart. And the spread is 25 points. So if if we're going off of the goal that we need 25 total points, are you expecting a shutout? Because that's that's what the math. I'm not I'm no mathematician, but that's what the math is is coming out to here. I don't if that's the case, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in Iowa's offense until we see it, I guess. Until we see everything happen. Um so I'll take Utah State. Why not? Could be fun. Could be miserable. We don't know. Uh, I, I just oh, this is crazy because it's one of those it's one of those spreads where you look at the number and you're just like, oh, this is so easy to just take Utah State plus that many points. Like Iowa just doesn't score. Utah State's defense is horrible, horrible. Iowa's defense very, very good. I look for Iowa's defense to score more than once in this game, and they might pitch a shutout in their very first game. You guys, I know this is crazy. I'm going to take Iowa to cover a huge spread in game one. Give me Iowa minus the points. I know that sounds crazy. I know everybody's probably looking at this and they're like, wait, Iowa doesn't win any game by this amount of points. 
Vegas is teasing you. I'm telling you right now. Give me Iowa minus the points. I'll take it, and I'll stay on an island on this one. Corey, that makes me so nervous when he's the one on the island. I feel like we are just – he's on the island. We're in the ocean. That's how what I feel. What do you expect? What do you expect? You should feel bad every time that you agree with me on a pick. That's that's the reputation that I've earned. Hey, are we turning over a new leaf this year? I mean, what if we're the geniuses? Do you, listen to him talk, though. He's like, Vegas is begging you to do this, uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of coverage. Nebraska's got a lot of fanfare. They got this. They got. I sound like a complete buffoon talking about like, well, I. Utah State's colors are kind of cool. Like, let's just bet them. Real, real quick, real quick. The the Iowa pick specifically is is one where I I really feel I I, I want to say I don't feel super comfortable about it. And it's one of those things where what I try to do is I just try to look at it from a fan perspective. And so many people are going to look at that and be like, "Oh, Iowa doesn't beat anybody by that amount of points." Watch the end of this game be 38 to nothing and Iowa just curb stomp Iowa or or, uh, Utah state. It's just one of those things where nobody expects them to beat anybody by that amount of points, but their defense scores two touchdowns and it's like Utah state never threatened to score. So that's kind of the way I look at it. And just, uh, that's just how I feel. I, I, I could be wrong. You guys could be right. Don't, don't, don't try and don't try and, don't, don't patronize us. We're 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 dumb little idiots, and we know it. We're making our silly little picks in hopes that I don't have to go resort to a coin flip, and you know, earn some respect on my name. But I won't. You're handsome. You're very handsome. Thank you. That's the that's the affirmation I needed. Next game up, Corey. I'm gonna let you take first swing at this one. Because it's the Boilermakers. Fresno State is traveling to Purdue. Purdue is minus four and a half at home. That's a pretty small number for a Purdue team coming off a Big Ten championship game appearance. There are a lot of changes. So what do you think? Fresno State at Purdue. Purdue minus four and a half. Are we going off of what? This is the FanDuel lines, correct? Yeah, these are these are fans. Okay, so I, if we're going off of that, uh, I I think a lot of people. This is this is the talk of the town. Okay, a lot of Purdue people are like, I think Purdue's going to lose this game, and I'm like, oh ye of little faith, like come on now, like let's 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 put some respect on the Boilermakers. Um, but I'll tell you why. I do have a little bit of confidence. I do like Hudson Card a lot. And not saying that they're not going to compete with him as uh, the quarterback in West Lafayette, but you have a competent quarterback and you have a returning running back as well, who is a huge part of their offense. Um, With that experience, I think, I think you should have a pretty good, uh, you should have a pretty good offense. And they always somehow like create a Rondell Moore clone like just some speedy, quick wide receiver, and they just throw him in the slot or throw him out of the backfield. Home game, I think a lot of people, including Purdue fans, are overlooking uh, this team. Um, but I'm going to hold out some hope. I think I think Purdue wins this game. It's not going to be by much. 
Um, but I do think they cover. I think they'll win uh, by touchdown. I think that this number is just too small. Like, I know Purdue's not going to be great, and I don't expect them to be great, right? I, I expect them to not make a bowl game. But four and a half just seems like such a small number to me. I don't know. You know, they could win by two field goals and, and cover. So so I'm going to go Purdue, too. I just think it's too small of a number. I think Hudson Card is legit. Like, he's a weapon. He's a dude. He can play football at a high level. And you mentioned Maccabee. They found something in him last year. And I don't know what the rest of the roster is going to look like. And, you know, Walters has his work cut out for him with the defense. But I'm going to take Purdue here to cover, too. I just think the number is too small. And Vegas might be fooling me. I don't know. I'm taking Purdue. To be very clear, Fresno State, I I would not touch this game with a 39-and-a-half-foot pole. I, I cannot make sense of that team. They lost to Hawaii last year, but they beat San Diego State, who ended the season ranked. I, I, I mean, Hawaii might have been the worst team in college football, but then you beat a top 25 team. I just can't wrap my brain around it. But Fresno State has some veteran leadership on their team, and this number just seems absolutely backside backwards if you know what I'm saying I I can't I can't make heads or tails of it it's at Purdue I so desperately want to pick Purdue in this situation which is exactly why I'm picking Fresno State I think Fresno State wins this game outright I think they beat Purdue in the season opener if you are going to take this as a bet, you're a sicko, first of all. You're a disgusting person. But take Fresno State plus odds to win this game because there's no sense in taking them plus the points at four and a half. You just got to go right out outright for the win on the road. They played in week zero. They beat Cal Poly 35-7. to seven. Offense actually looked pretty good in that game. Boys, I'm calling it the first upset of the season in the Big Ten. Purdue falls to Fresno State in week one. It's me. I'm the sicko. That's who he's talking about right there. That's I'm the sicko. Uh, Fresno actually beat Hawaii last year, but they lost to him two years ago in 21. I'm so sorry. I just saw that. I'm looking at the schedule now, and they did. You are correct. They beat them last year. Also, they, they, I think it was back in 2021 as well that they beat San, San Diego State. What I was looking at was real weird. But anyways, a lot of veteran leadership on uh, Fresno State's team, and I think they get the job done against Purdue. I'm feeling less and less confident in all of my picks as, I, as we keep going in this. It is not a good feeling. Not a good feeling. So, yeah, Corey. Can can we just can can we just all like be in unison on this next pick? Because I know it's coming. I think we should be, but we'll see. Me and you are probably in unison, no matter what. Me and you, Corey, we're we're like minds. Yeah, right here. Ethan's gonna have some like like wizard magic and pull up some stat from nineteen eighty five that has has stuck for the past. Four decades. 
I don't even know what it is, so can we please get to it? Ohio State is traveling to Indiana for their Big Ten opener. Ohio State is a 29.5-point favorite. You know what, Ethan, why don't you go first? I will go first. Thank you so much. No mercy from Ohio State in this game. Indiana, dog water. They are trash garbage. They're going to play two quarterbacks at Ohio State, and guess what? Both of them are going to look great against that team. So I'd like Ohio State to win somewhere in the neighborhood of 43-3 to in this game. They absolutely annihilate Indiana. Everybody who plays Indiana is going to absolutely annihilate Indiana because they're trash. Your team is garbage. Stick to basketball. I like OSU in this game. Big. You know, I thought about going to this game because I have an Ohio State buddy that lives here, um, but tickets are like 70 something dollars. And it's like, I don't like Indiana and I hate Ohio State. I'm not spending $70 to go see this team. If you gave it me the tickets for free, I think about it. If I had to pay $5, okay. 10 okay. 15 no, I'm not going. So all that's to say, uh, Indiana bad, Ohio State good, uh, Ohio State covers easily they might win this game 110 to 4. Ohio State has to figure out who their quarterback's going to be and in order to figure out who their quarterback's going to be they have to let each guy throw the ball a decent amount and that does not equal good news for Indiana so yes I am hopping on the bandwagon we're all on the same page here Ohio State's going to crush them because they need to show off these quarterbacks just what a demoralizing start for Indiana. Like, you know you're going to be bad, but then you have to, like, play Ohio State as your home opener, like, to open the season. Like, it's not even like, oh, like, we can play Indiana State and maybe make it again. It's just like, no, we're going to get throat punched for an hour and a half. The only reason why I would feel really confident about this is because the fact that you have a QB battle at Ohio State, so you know they're just going to play the entire game. They're going to play hard the entire game. They are not going to stop playing until they're up a bajillion points, you know, more than halfway through the third quarter. So that's why I feel pretty confident in this one is because of the fact how late into the game Ohio State is still going to be playing to try and get really solid reps for their guys. All right, next one up. Buffalo is traveling to Wisconsin. To Camp Randall, Wisconsin is a 27.5-point favorite. I'll take this one first. I'm definitely the highest, I think, of all three of us on Wisconsin. I have, I think they have potential and the talent to go 11-1 and one in the regular season this year. And so I think they come out and, and they put on a show in week one. I'm taking them to cover 27.5. I know it's a big number, but they got a new quarterback who's a gunslinger. Phil Longo is coming in, and he's going to – He's going to bring in a very explosive, high-scoring offense. But at the same time, I don't think Luke Fickle is going to allow them to completely abandon the run game with Braylon Allen. So I think it's going to be a really good complementary offense. At least that's what I'm hoping to see. We all know they have a bunch of talent on defense, too. So I think Wisconsin covers 27.5, and they get their season started hot. I'll go next year. I, I, I don't know how many points Buffalo is going to score in this game. And that's what really scares me. I don't necessarily love betting this game, but if you're going to make me, I'm going to take Buffalo in this situation 
just because of the fact that I think that Luke Fickle is going to try and keep his guys healthy. I do think that early on you're going to see a high dose of the run game. You're going to see some passing too. And look, they might go up 14, 17, nothing, you know, fairly quickly. First quarter, second quarter, you might see a score like that. But I think then it slows down Wisconsin trying to keep their guys healthy. I think Buffalo ends up in the end covering the number. There's nothing up here. I don't know what to think about this game, to be completely honest with you. Uh, so I'm just going to go with the feeling. You know what? We're going down on this ship together, buddy, this week. Let's just let's just take Wisconsin, the two of us. We're going to be in the hole like five games after week one to Ethan. We are going to just tank our season right off the bat when it comes to the picks, my guy. This is not good. I'm already looking through here thinking to myself, okay, well, if I can just like split these two and Corey and I get this one and Ethan gets that one, then we might have a chance to catch up. I mean, this is this is shaping up to be we're shaping up to get our butts handed to us. I'm just one. trying to get to the coin as quick as possible. No, no coin, no coin until at least week eight. You this can't year. tell me what to oh, do. We go. We gotta have your. You picks. can't tell me Come what to on. do. Nuh-uh. No, no. Right. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying here. I literally told you I have no idea what to think about this game. Literally, no clue. <laughs> yeah, he says he's trying as he goes. Yeah, I don't know what to think about this one. So Wisconsin. <laughs> that's how. That's how hard he's trying. <laughs> All right. Next game is Towson at Maryland. There's no line on this one yet. So, I mean, we're all picking Maryland to win. So I don't think that's any secret. So we're not going to pick against the line. Fun fact, though, Mike Loxley played at Towson when he was a college football player. So a little bit of a reunion there. All right. Real we'll go quick to the- note right now. Um, we're recording this on Monday. I'm sure there will be a line by kickoff. Um, I don't think Towns- Townsend has announced who their starting quarterback is. And I think that is why we don't have a line yet on that. So if you see a line when you hear the episode, just understand. We didn't have it yet. So we're all just picking Maryland to win this game. We will not count this, though, against our spread picks. So there you go. Yeah, so don't judge us, okay, you crazies. We did what we can. We have to record on this night. It is what it is. So why don't you calm down? Quit freaking out in your car while you're driving. We're doing our best. Okay? We're doing our best. If you want to bet the game, go ahead. We can't. The integrity of the pod is still intact. We are giving you full transparency. So there you go. Always. Always about integrity here at Big Banter. Next one up, West Virginia at Penn State. This might this might be a pretty good game. At least to start, I think. This will be this will be a fun matchup. Penn State is minus 20 and a half. That's what the line is right now. My man, Corey, lead us off. Going to have me lead off after I said I have no clue what I'm doing on the last pick. I don't know what it is about these these early season matchups between Power 5. Like Regardless if they're matched up well, always seem to be a pretty good game, at least for a portion of it. Probably just because, I don't know, you're used to playing a cupcake or whatnot, but I I believe West Virginia was in a a, a like a cage match earlier uh, last year 
uh, and they played pretty well. I, I think West Virginia is a pretty solid team. Um, and if it's Penn State's got to score three touchdowns on them to cover this spread. Um, I get it. It's a night game. It's hard to play in Happy Valley. Um, but if there's going to be any chance of an early season upset, usually it comes from two power five conference teams duking it out a little bit. It's not that I don't like Penn State. I just think maybe maybe the quality of opponent that early in the season um, will keep this game close. That's strictly what I think. It has nothing to do with their talent. I think West Virginia keeps it close enough to cover this game. Um, love the pick, Corey, except for the fact that you're wrong. Um, so <laughs> uh, I, I absolutely love Penn State in this spot. Uh, I think this is going to just be one of those coming out parties for a team that's in the top 10. And they're going to show you real early that they deserve to be there. Uh, West Virginia does not know how to play this thing called defense. So don't expect a ton of it from them. They're in a very, very hostile environment in the very first game of the season. Penn State is going to beat the brakes off of this West Virginia team. Look for them to win big. And I expect them to cover the 20 points easy. I think they win by somewhere in the neighborhood of 27, 28 in this game. Penn state comes out coming out party. We are here to play. We are a big 10 East threat. We are a playoff threat. Penn state huge in this game. Corey, just, just do it. Just go with him. So you don't have to, you don't have to go down with the ship. Just go with him. I don't, that's why you, that's why you had me go first. Just go with him. Come on. You know it. I'm going with the Nittany Lions, baby. Thank God I finally got off this this train. Uh, yeah, I think even if Penn State does run the ball a little bit more to get Drew Aller acclimated, they have a big play running game. They are going to lean on. Like, they can still score fast even if they run the ball because that's how tough they are, and that's the kind of player that Nick Singleton is. So it's at home. At night, remember last year they played Purdue close early in the season, but they were on the road at night. Totally different environment. They're going to be so much more comfortable. Give me Penn State to cover 20 and a half. And Corey, I'm so, so sorry. That's fine. You know, it's it's nice to finally leave one of the two of you on an island. I feel like it's been me for the like five picks already so far. It's just bad news for all of us or Alex and I not really bad news for you you guys could you guys could start the season super hot and I could start super cold I mean I'll still catch you because I make better picks but you know it was in fact let's see one two three four games in a row that Corey and I all picked the same and opposite of you not fantastic um I'll take a volunteer on who wants to go first with this one. Corey Toledo traveling to Illinois. Illinois is minus nine and a half opening up at home. New quarterback, a couple of stars to replace on defense and in the backfield too. What do you have? Illinois minus nine and a half. I am so down on Illinois this year. Just so down. I, I and this goes against everything that I stand for because I was like Brett Bielema is a great coach. Said that last year. 
they had a plethora of opportunities to wrap up a Big Ten West title, and they could not do it. Yes, they played Michigan tough. Yes, they did all these other things, but it was literally gift-wrapped to them at least twice last year. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because you had all of your cards lined up for you. You had the Brown brothers. You had an experienced quarterback. You had everything that you needed. That's gone. I'm calling it right now. This is my absolute just like makes no sense. Toledo covers maybe even throw five bucks to for outright win. I don't know, but most comfortable in Toledo covering this game just because I, I, if everything was going right for them as far as players and recruits and they still couldn't get it done, what's going to happen when all those guys go away? I don't know. It's a gutsy pick, Corey. It's a gutsy, gutsy pick that I don't think I'm going to agree with. I am going to bank on Illinois being changed in the trenches. I think Brett Bielema is starting a little something here. I mean, they've got a guy on the defensive line. I am not going to be able to remember his name right now, but he's going to be a top draft pick. You know, Brett Bielema really brought that offensive line to fruition last year. I think it's going to carry into this year. They're not losing a ton of guys there. They have Isaiah Williams as a weapon still on offense, and I know they're replacing a lot. They're replacing a ton of talent. But I'm kind of just believing in the in the culture that that Brett Bielema is setting into motion there at Illinois. And their over-under win total this year is 6.5. So I feel like Vegas is telling me to steal a line out of Ethan's book that they're expecting them to be a, a bowl, in a bowl game. Expecting them to be a bowl eligible team, it's just a matter of if they're gonna, you know, be another seven and seven and five or eight and four. I'm gonna take Illinois to win this one by ten. I think it's gonna be very, very close to the line, but I will take Illinois to get to ten and cover by the skin of their teeth. Boys, I gotta tell you, out of all the games we've picked so far, I have really, really liked both of your takes on this game. And and I think honestly. This is one of the hardest games on the Big Ten slate to pick. So both of you have done a fantastic job. I just want to say that and, and what you have brought to the table. I, I I really do truly, wow, I really do truly think that both of you guys have done a great job. Um, I, I'm so up in the air on this pick. And I, I have this is the game that I have gone the most back and forth with out of everything in the Big Ten slate, and I'm not even kidding when I say that. But I do anticipate what Corey said about the coaching for Illinois to really be what reigns supreme in this game, especially with it being the season opener. So I am going to take Illinois to cover the points. I am not comfortable with it. I would never, ever bet yes! this game. Yes! But yes! <laughs> don't celebrate. We haven't won anything yet. Uh, but I am going to take yes, Illinois to cover here. I think it's going to be one of those games that's like 21 to 10 type score at the end. And Illinois barely covers. 
but I am going to take Illinois because they are at home, and this is a night game to start the season. So really tough place for Toledo to come in and play. Uh, so I'm going to take Illinois, and I'm going to punt the points on this one. All right. Last game of the Week 1 Big Ten slate, and I told you guys earlier that there was a Sunday game. That was my big teaser because we don't have NFL football yet, and we want something to park our butts on the couch and watch on our TV. So, gentlemen, this Sunday, we get Northwestern at Rutgers. Rutgers football. I can't imagine a worse game for the Big Ten to just say, you know what one game we want to separate from all the others and put it on a day all its own for it to celebrate and for it to be be elevated above the rest, they could not have picked a worse football game to do this with. But I'm going to watch it. Because what else am I going to watch on Sunday? I'm going to watch this football game. I'm going to watch Northwestern go to Rutgers. Rutgers is a minus six and a half at home against Northwestern. And boys, I know Rutgers is not great, and I don't expect them to be great. But they're not as bad as Northwestern. They're not within a touchdown of Northwestern. Even if Rutgers wins by a touchdown, they cover. Rutgers is at home against a team that has culture issues, locker room issues, athletic director down issues. Like they're, They lost NFL talent issues and didn't replace it. I mean, Northwestern is a dumpster fire. And Rutgers is going to win this game by at least a touchdown at home. Give me Rutgers to cover. Uh, If you're betting this game, you are like, I talked about being a sicko earlier. You are a sicko if you're betting this game. (laughs) Corey's pointing at himself. Yikes. He has a problem, folks. Um, Man, oh man. If, If you forced me to, if you put a gun to my head, it's at Rutgers. I'm going to take Rutgers. I think Rutgers does win this game. So why not win it by more than a touchdown? I'll take Rutgers minus the points. Do I feel good about it? No. Do I hate both of these teams? Yes. Should you bet this game? No. Rutgers minus the points. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> his, his maniacal little laugh. <laughs> No, I'm absolutely not taking Northwestern, if that's what you think this is about. This is just going to be an absolute disgusting football game to watch. But we're going to watch it. Alex, perfect, perfect synopsis there. I I don't think there is a program in the country that is more disgruntled and disorganized right now than Northwestern. And you're going to make them – you're going to make these kids – play a football game this is abuse this is child abuse you can't make them do this they don't even know what's going on right now and they gotta go to new jersey with a bunch of with a bunch of italians eating you know meatball marinara subs just all over their shirt and they're just gonna be screaming at you from the stands that's that's horrific i i'd be scared if i were northwestern I know they're all smart, but geez, what is, what happens when they start getting Italian subs thrown at them just from the stands? Rutgers is going to win this game. 
because Northwestern is just so bad. Um, but, oh, it's going to be sloppier than a meatball sub on a 98-degree afternoon. That's what this game's going to be. Well, boys, we started the picks with a clean sweep, and we ended the picks with a clean sweep. I can't imagine a better way to bookend our first set of pickums in 2023. Boys, college football is here. It is right around the corner, and I can't wait to wake up and hear the college game day song at 9 o'clock on my TV in my living room. Oh, I'm so pumped. Gosh, I'm going to be so far in the hole. It's only week one. Corey, Corey is betting $300 unit sizes and is going to win. Is going to lose like, uh, I don't know, like 1200 bucks. You have one. to. You have to have three hundred dollars to to bet three hundred dollar units, or at least you should. I don't have that. Good point. Good point. Good point. I'm gonna put next week, folks. Next week. I know this is week one. Let's just get the picks out there. Next week, my promise to you, I am gonna have a two or three pick parlay that I will put together for you all that I want you to take a look at. So, little teaser for next week. I've got a two or three pick parlay coming your way. Be ready for that. I want I want to do the opposite of that and see how many times that that actually hits just throughout. I'm not going to put much on it, but I'm going to put like a dollar on it or something like that and the opposite of Ethan's picks and see how mon- how much I lose. I guess it would be a maximum of $12, right? Right. There you go. I was going to say it's not going to be much, so you're going to be okay. But um I I really I really do like, uh, honestly, I think my my biggest play here this week would be Michigan State minus the 14 against Central. I think because of what happened last year, you're getting a pretty good number there. So I would take a huge look at Michigan State minus those points. My biggest play here is all of Ethan's picks and none of mine and Corey's. That's my biggest play here. Corey, you should do this all year where you make your picks, but all of your money on the weekend goes on Ethan's picks. Yes, I should do that. Or you know what? Here's my pick of of the week. Just not anything college football related. If you want to talk to me about baseball, maybe, okay, then we can talk a little bit. But Alex doesn't think baseball is a sport, so he won't be taking that advice. Um, But other than that, I have to prove to you guys that I know something about sports and, uh, well, Arrivederci. Well, you've got all season to do it, buddy, because we're just getting started. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Make sure you follow and subscribe. We're going to be coming at you two episodes a week starting next week. All through the end of the season, we're taking you all the way through the national championship, baby. We are here for the ride. We are ready for it. Let's get this started. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. We love you guys. Peace. This has been Big Banter. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram. Thank you.